Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hi there, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and listening to me as you go about your day. Today, I want to talk about being still and different ways that we can cultivate that in our life, especially in this season that we're in, not only as we're coming out of winter, but as more COVID restrictions lift and life seems to be getting back to a little bit more normal, at least in different parts of the country and the world, where busyness feels like it's creeping back in. Like maybe we need to do an audit of what comes back in to our lives. COVID gave us the gift of taking a break, not having to go places. And I really enjoyed that. And I have to be careful not to now be more content being at home than I should be. I still need to be invested in community and those things. But even at the same time, it feels like so many things are vying for my attention to go get involved with. And I want to be intentional about what I'm letting back into my life and not to over-spiritualize it, but really asking God where he wants my attention and where he wants my focus and looking at my family and saying what is going to serve us best in this season Um, because it's a full one. Like Life is full and Bill and I are both working on growing our businesses and the girls are busy And it feels like even just one or two things back on our schedule can make it, I wouldn't say difficult, but to where we have to be intentional about time that we're spending with each other and with the friends that we love and with the girls. So the first time that the words be still really felt personal for me was at the end of 2018. I had been introduced to the idea of having a word of the year. So I was intrigued by the idea and I wanted to give it a try. See what God would have me to focus in on for the coming year, which was 2019. And I remember hearing him speak over me and my life so many times Like, be still. And that's what I landed on for my word of the year. Felt like the, I guess, the compass that he wanted me to carry with me for the coming year. Like an overarching theme in a way. What was funny about that is I had this picture in my mind of a very calm and quiet year. And I can't remember everything that happened in 2019, but 
it was a lot of new and growth and it was far from calm. And I remember being surprised that the year was busy. Like, hey, God, you know, what did you exactly mean by this word that you gave me for this year? Be still. Because life does not feel still at all. And I don't really have the extra space. I just had this picture in my mind that life was just going to be like maybe a really calm year. Which is funny because the following year was more like that. But in the busyness, God taught me the importance of slowing down, like making intentional space and margin so that I wasn't filling every single minute with a task to do. I used to do this whenever I was asked to help out or participate or if I could come over, hang out, this obligation or whatever it was, if I could look at my calendar and go, oh yeah, there's, I'm not doing anything at that hour of that day. Sure, that'll work. I would commit and say yes. Rather than giving our family and myself space. One of the things that we see Jesus doing is I hear people, I've heard it said that Jesus was busy and I see what they're saying. He was He was about his father's business and he was taking care of people all of the time. And even when we see him trying to get away and be still and quiet, the crowd followed him and he was always about helping them. But he took intentional time. As some say, as some call it, like it was a rhythm in his life that he got away and was quiet. And even when we have big mission and big vision, which I think technically all of us have that in our life, God has calling and purpose and direction in everything that we do. But that does not mean we need to fill every single minute with a busyness or something to do or somewhere to be. Because we were not created to do we were created to have a connection with God and that might sound overly simplistic so let me try to say it in a different way we are not what we do our deepest core identity is whose we are it's not about accomplishing everything that we can while we're here on this earth and this is just another layer of that recovering from achieving mindset where we're hustling and reaching goals, but we're missing the connection. We're missing the relationship that we were made for, that God wants with us. That's one of the biggest mysteries to me that makes me stand in awe. It's how great and powerful he is, that he is the creator of everything that we see, Yet, he wants to take the time to sit and be and know us and make himself knowable to us. And we don't want to miss this and rush past it and spend all of our time doing when we can rest in his presence and rest in his love and a connection with him. So one of the most practical and obvious ways that we can do this is by getting alone. And 
not necessarily getting alone to talk to God, but getting alone to listen. And one of the first things we need to do is actually get our minds to stop racing all over the place and just try to settle in to where that we can listen. So often we pray or we spend time with God by going about it actually really quickly where we talk to him and then we leave. And he can talk to us and he does talk to us as we go about our day, but there's something special and important about the connection that's cultivated when we're still. And it's just him and I. It's amazing. But our brains are just like the minute we sit down, our brain is going 100 miles an hour, like all of these things. And we can get good taking some deep breaths, letting the thought come in our mind. We don't have to like fight against it, but acknowledging it and then like letting it go instead of dwelling on a specific thing that you need to figure out or do. And as we spend more time being still and getting quiet and quieting our minds, we can truly listen to what God wants us to hear and the direction that he has for us. And not just the direction, but the intimate relationship with God. I saw a quote just this week about intimacy with God and having secrets with him, like in our relationship with him. It's not only about learning so we can teach others. It's not only about learning just to know him better. It's actually spending more time with him and having that intimate connection that's just between you and him is incredible. That's where the fruit flows from. So there's a lot of value in sitting still, like on your bed, on your floor, next to your couch, or in your closet. But one of my favorite ways to do this is to physically almost distract myself, like when I'm driving or walking. Something about being on the move physically helps my brain to focus on just the one thing, just communicating with God, just listening. Because our world is so full of distractions, I can't be writing something while I'm driving. I can't be reading something while I'm driving. I can't, I can't be on my phone. And the same goes for walking. So, which is why I'm such a proponent of getting out and moving and not just sitting still and getting quiet and alone with God, but getting alone with God in nature or driving and going somewhere, making that space because that space gives us the opportunity to listen, to connect, and to grow from the connection. So another big practical way to do this is by observing or celebrating some kind or form of Sabbath. The Bible says that God gave man a Sabbath. Like it's a gift and it doesn't have to be this legalistic following all these rules or how does so-and-so do this? Or these are the things I cannot do. And these are the things I can do, but filtering through a lens 
of what is restful and what is worshipful. So you might have a different idea of your in your mind, like not working looks like not going to the office, but I don't mind being on my phone. Or not working for someone else might be, I don't want to turn my phone on all day because that just feels like work. Or even ha- I heard somebody say they don't mind responding to texts, but like sending texts on their Sabbath feels like such a weight and so much to do. So just finding and fine tuning and figuring out what does rest and worship look like in your life so that you can ultimately connect to your yourself, your purpose, and you can connect to God. There's a Eugene Peterson quote that says, if you don't take a Sabbath, something is wrong. You're doing too much. You're being too much in charge. You've got to quit one day a week. And this is my favorite part. And just watch what God is doing when you're not doing anything. Man, just watch what God is doing when you're not doing anything. This is the essence of learning to rest in God and watching him work and taking a step back and resting in the fact that he's in control and that he knows the outcome and he can work all things out. And it's not up to us to muster this out or muscle it through until it turns out. We are not responsible for the results. And a lot of times when we approach our tasks or our life, we get hyper-focused on the outcome and kind of get our hands gripped tightly around it when that's not our responsibility anyway. It's our job to rest in him so we can get still, get quiet, press into that relationship. And what flows out of that relationship may not be as much, quote unquote, as you would have got done if you had muscled it out, but it will be what matters most. And then the more time that we spend doing Sabbath, practicing Sabbath, and practicing silence and solitude and practicing being still and getting alone with him, the more easily we will be able to tap into that peace and that quietness and that focused, very present state when there is chaos around us. We can take those deep breaths, feel grounded, even when there's crazy going on around us. We can tap into that peace that passes all understanding when we have practiced that getting alone and getting still. So I encourage you take five minutes, maybe right now at the end of this episode, get quiet, get still, find it, carve out the time for it, make it a priority to get still, get grounded. And I almost didn't say this because I know that it can make some people uncomfortable, but turn on a guided meditation. Let someone else's voice remind you to relax and breathe and get a dose of God's words and life being spoken over to you by someone else. It's truly transformative. 
It has been for me listening to someone else basically speak affirmations over me and my life from scripture that are grounded in God's truth to help me stay focused on who he is and who he says I am as his child. So there really are so many tools to do this. You know, this is a perfect example. I actually turned on a, what would be labeled as a guided meditation while I was cooking supper the other night. I was starting to feel really tense. Like we need to do all of these things and everything that needs to get done. And I was cooking supper and it just felt like the day was chaos. And I turned it on and listened to it. I was interrupted. I was trying to make dinner. I was, I think I had like three other things going on in the kitchen at the same time. But having that going while I was in the midst of the busy, in the hustle, was a gift to reground me in what mattered and my identity and my purpose. Maybe I will link in the show notes to that specific one. It's for moms, but you can go find one that's similar and that can help guide you through some quiet time and getting alone and getting connected to God as the source of life and our maker and creator. We are human beings, not human doings. We can rest from our work and watch him and watch God work out things better than we can when we have our hands up all in them. We can surrender those over to him. And another thing that we can get rid of is the misplaced guilt that sometimes robs our ability to feel that peace that passes understanding and that he wants to give us. If that's you, I have a free resource that I made to help you overcome guilt and identify false guilt and overcome condemnation, really. You can find that at healyourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash guilt-free. And you can snag that resource so that you can live in more freedom and with more peace. So have a great week, friends. Let me know. Hit me up on social media. Send me an email. I would love to hear how this gift and tool of getting still and alone impacts your day today and your week as you go about it. Thanks for being here, friend. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, Emily 
www.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's Emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.